It's just leading. It's your boy D. I'm sorry. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Okay, I got with me. I was supposed to ask you how to pronounce your name before we got started. Oh my god. Now you're stuck. Now you gotta fight through it. Fight through it. Commit. <laughs> years ago. I'm from the DMV. Shout out to mm-hmm. all the Maryland girlies out there. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been doing comedy going on, this is my fourth year. This is okay. my fourth year. And I've been acting for about five years. So right okay. when I started, like right when I moved here is when I started all this. Okay. Awesome. 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 So what was the moment where you're like, you know what? I'm funny. 
Um, you know what? I I didn't even really have that moment because I got into comedy by accident. It was in my mm-hmm. acting class that my acting teacher was like, "What's your unique technique?" You know, like if you go to on to an audition. And there's 50 other girls that look like you and have the same qualifications. Like, what's going to be the thing that sets you apart? And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I, I love comedy. I like making people laugh. And so my acting coach was like, okay, I want you to write a stand-up comedy routine and perform it in front of the class. And so I did. My first set was like 15 minutes. People laughed. I laughed. And I was like, you know, like, that was fun. I think I want to do it again. And there was this guy in our acting studio who was uh, a comedian. And so mm-hmm. I reached out to him, like, hey, Luis, like, I think I want to do some shows. Um, do you, is, like, where do I start? You know, can I, like, do I email somebody? What do I do? And so he gave me the email of these two uh, comedy bookers in L.A. And they booked me right away. And so I just started doing shows just from an acting exercise in, in class. And then I was like, oh, man, uh, I think I'm funny. Oh, I'm funny. Okay. Let's keep going. Oh my God! <laughs> but yes, no, you you are funny though. You are funny because no. I I watched, I watched your most recent stand. What was it? Upside Down show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah, so Upside Down show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was funny. That was funny. That's funny. I I I do I do have questions about that. I do have questions about that. But mm-hmm. I I want to save them for a little bit later. Um, what I want to ask you about now is, so, um. With with acting, with acting, because I know you also did some directing. So mm-hmm. what, um, so what's what what was what was the what got you into acting? I guess first of all, what made you move from the DMV and get into acting? Because uh, it seemed like that's where you actually started at. Um, I've always wanted to be an actress, like ever since I was little, and mm-hmm. I feel like you know a lot of people say that, but it's like. Um, when I, I'm from Sierra Leone, mm-hmm. I'm from West Africa, I'm, I'm from West Africa, I'm from Sierra yeah. Leone, I was born there, and when I lived back home, like, I always used to watch Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and he was like, <laughs> that's, I, so, I, that's I, so random to come up, but okay, go ahead. I, I'm telling you, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies in, in Sierra Leone and Guinea were huge, and mm-hmm. I used to watch them all the time with my cousins, and I was like, oh my gosh, like. I, I want to do this. I want to be in movies. I want to be in, on, on TV. And this is me as a little girl in Africa thinking about it, you know, and through a mm-hmm. course of events, I ended up here in America and I'm like, okay, as I got older, I'm like, okay, I have the possibility now to actually try and go do all these things. And so I just kind of took a chance on myself and was like, you know what, like, let me try it. I, I don't have children. I'm not m- married yet. There's nothing really holding me back. After I graduated college, mm-hmm. I moved out here because I'm like, okay, there's there's nothing to stop me back, stop me from trying. And so I'm like, let me just go ahead and move to LA and try. And so that's what I've been doing. Okay, okay, okay. And I think I think some of that leads into the story that you told in your in your in your comedy bit. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna come. I'm still gonna come back to it. So your we web series, yeah, yeah, we're gonna circle back around. So your web series, The Ratchet Christian, what was the inspiration for that? The inspiration for that was my life. So I go by The Ratchet Christian on Instagram, on YouTube. I started a YouTube channel like six years ago called The Ratchet Christian because when I was still living in Virginia at the time, um, it was probably like in in 2016, I grew up going to church, 
But in 2016, I feel like that's when I really gave my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, I was watching a lot of like uh, people on YouTube, preachers on YouTube, women who had YouTube channels that were Christ-centered, and it really inspired me to start my own YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, like, you should call it The Ratchet Christian. Now I'm like, really? Okay. Like, I literally got that name from God. Like, I did not make it up. Mm-hmm. I was riding in my car, having a conversation, and the Holy Spirit was like, call it The Ratchet Christian. And since then, um, that's what I've gone by on Instagram. That's what I've, you know, decided to name the series because it's, the series is based loosely on my life and my friendship mm-hmm. with uh, my friend Adriana. So... The web series is really about us and our friendship and my relationship with God and her mm. not having a relationship with God and then our relationships with men. And so. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, mm. hmm. No, no, that, that's, in, that's interesting. It's interesting there. So how, how, how does that work with you, you being Christian and your friend not being Christian? Like, how does that work? Because I, I remember she, she said just straight up she was an atheist. And I was like, yo, I'm like, how, how does this work? Um, God works in mysterious ways. Um, I always joke and tell her, I'm like, I feel like this is just a really elaborate scheme for you to get to know Christ. I'm like, God is going to give you a TV show just so one day you can get saved and you and him can have a relationship. And I'm just along for the ride. Um, and so I always joke and say that. But I... It, it works out, A, because I just like her as a person. You know what I mean? You don't have to believe like me to be my friend. Um, right. You don't have to believe at all to be my friend. And so her and I just hit it off first as actors, second as friends, and third as creatives. And so um, I love the the balance that she brings to the show and the perspective that she brings to the show. Um, and I think it's, it's God ordained for sure, you know, because mm. she's going to bring something to the table that, I don't have, you know what I mean? And bring a a perspective to the conversation that I don't have because I've always walked walked with God. You know, I don't know what my life Mm. is like without God. And so to have a view on somebody who, whose world view is completely different. Like that's, that's amazing to me. Amen to that. Mm. Um, Now, when can they expect to see the web series? Well, we're going to, <laughs> me, Adriana, and the director, we're actually going to hop on a call tomorrow to figure out the, the schedule. But um, so far right now, we're in line to release it in the first week of June. Um, we just need to pick which date because we have four episodes in season one already completed. What? So Oh, yeah. We got, a, we got a season one. It's done. And so okay. we're just doing our festival run trying to just uh, bring some attention to the series. And I think we might host one more private screening at our acting studio where we're going to show all four episodes to a select uh, group of people. Or I'm saying it's like whoever wants to come and watch all of them before it comes out that okay, fall. I was about to say, I'm like, damn, I can't get an invite? Like, okay. <laughs> it just sounded like a very like a small select group of people. But okay. no, like anybody <laughs> want to come and watch all four episodes in one sitting before it premieres. We're trying to do that next weekend. And then after that, like the first week in June, we're going to release an episode um, per week until they finish. And then right after that, we're going to start crowdfunding for season two. And we're going to do it on our own until it picks up some steam and generates some interest and until it can't be ignored anymore. You know, we're kind of trying to do the 
awkward black girl, insecure type of thing. Broad City um, started out as a web series and became a show on Hulu. Um, awkward mm. black girl started out as a web series and became a show on HBO. So it's like, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're not trying to do something that hasn't already been done. If it can mm. happen for them, it can happen for us. So we just going to try. Okay. Hey, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be fire. Y'all, the show is funny. Okay. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's straight up funny, man. That, man, that, that moment on the couch, man. Uh, it, well, I don't want to spoil nothing, man. I, I'm not trying to mess something up for, for the people that's watching. Look, just know just know one of the characters, bro, like, dude, dude was so, like, stressed. So toxic. So problematic. <laughs> he was stressed. <laughs> like, I, I've been where he was, though. I've been where he was, though. Just like, come on, I, man. I, that's what I love about that character, too. And what I loved about uh, sharing it with you all in the premiere was hearing the guys' reactions. Like, all the guys in the theater, like, oh, you know, when they saw my friend walking in. <laughs> And it's like, okay, like, we are speaking to something that people have experienced. And um, kudos to Kevin, who brought that character to life. And you're going to mm-hmm. see that character throughout the series. He is a reoccurring theme, a reoccurring person. And so uh, <laughs> we all have a toxic ex or have been a toxic ex. And so I just, I, I love the character, Brandon. He's based off of somebody <laughs> who I really know. So, um, yeah. <laughs> 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 not not you like you know if you want to come back around you know <laughs> you know what I mean I mean no don't come back but I'm like I've learned my I've learned my lessons and so I have a lot of material mm. to work with in building a character like that and so yeah. um the actor Kevin just did such a great job bringing him to life and just hearing the guy's reactions in the theater it's like okay he did his job because they could feel it yeah yeah um and then so um um like any any like, like rough, like how, like how many, how many other characters are there? Cause I, I, I've seen three, like, um, there's Yoga Bay in episode okay. two. Oh my gosh. Episode two is one of my favorite episodes. I can't wait to put mm-hmm. it out there. He himself is a character who you'll see again throughout the, throughout the, the web series. So it's Yoga Bay, Brandon and Adriana's character is Brea. And, um, my character is just my name you know I just go by myself um Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's not a large cast and I don't feel like it needs to be you have uh just mainly me and Brea and then you'll have a few other people sprinkled in but yeah we're starting small and we'll see how it goes but with with Yoga Bay and Brandon you guys are going to be laughing it's it's I'm I'm really I'm really proud of what we've made Mm, mm, okay okay yeah, and I yeah, and I'm 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 looking forward to seeing it. I honestly am. That that's why I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I got I got to interview you. Like, come on, like we got to chop it up. We got to chat. We got to chat. You. I really, uh, uh, you were so nice when I met you at the premiere, and so I just appreciate you having me on on your show and giving me the opportunity to talk about you know what it is that I've created and to get to know you more. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Oh, I hey hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now that. Comedy, that comedy bit. Okay, first of all, like that was that was that really a true story? A- absolutely, everything that I talk about, everything that I talk about <laughs> <laughs> are lived experiences. All of no, that. hold on, give me a second, bro. <laughs> I, I lied to you not. I lied to you. Not. 
Uh, yo, listen. You can tell <laughs> <Yeah>. a man. <laughs> yes. Knowing that is true it makes it way funnier. Like, I was just like, because uh, sometimes, like, comedians, they have these bits and it'd be like a little bit, you know, they just, it's just a bit. But, yeah. like, for that to be true, that's that's very funny. It it, it was true, where it's like the, the, the homeless guy at the strip club and me quitting. And um, I don't know if you wanted to go into the story or if you want me to expound a little bit more on the set, but um, it's, 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 it's cool, you know? So I used to strip in college and um, I talk about that in my comedy. And uh, that's the bit you're talking about, right? Yes, yes. That, that, oh, that okay. Because exactly so I'm like, because if I ain't got to out myself, I'll just be quiet. <laughs> That's not what you're talking about. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't mean you had to, you like had to say, yo, I'm a fan. <laughs> like, I, I was just like, I was just, it's, yeah, it is whatever. But I mean, yeah. look, y'all got to go watch the bit. But anyway, continue. Yeah. You, you continue. Um, no, but yeah, so it's like I, I used to dance in college, and I had this experience with this homeless man that came in, and um, it's, it's a true story. He literally came in and asked me to buy him something to drink, and I'm like, I'm not buying you nothing to drink. Like, are you crazy? Do you want to dance or not? You know, and he literally told me, I don't have any money, but I'm going to come back. And I'm, when I have money, I'm going to spend it on you. I'm like, okay, whatever. And he came back when he did have money and he did spend it all on me. And I never gave him a dance. Like, he never touched me. I never took my clothes off. Like, nothing. We literally just sat down and had dinner. And I was like, okay, maybe this is one of those touched by an angel moments. You know, maybe this is God. Like, mm -hmm. this is a sign. You know what I mean? And so I told him, you know, if you're hungry, come back in and I'll buy you food. And um, I thought I would never see him again. But he came back the next day. And I'm like, this nigga. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, next day. <laughs> the next day. The next day. week again. <laughs> no. I'm just like, okay, okay, here we go. You know, and so I bought him lunch and I got in trouble by my manager for, you know, having that guy in there. And um, it just... Yeah, it just felt like a sign to me from God. Like, okay, like, mm -hmm. your time is up here. Like, your your grace here is done. And even then, at, in that season of my life, like, I knew God, like, enough to pray before I went into the strip club. You know, like, God, please help me to make my money. And mm -hmm. please help me to get home safely. I knew that even if I'm doing wrong, I want God by my side. Even if I'm not living right, I'm mm -hmm. better off with having him there than to be out here trying to do it on my own. Because I was like 20, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't even old enough to drink at the club that I was dancing at. And so um, I was I was really young. I was really young. And so I had enough smarts to know this is this is dangerous. And people come into these settings and they change forever. And I just don't want that to happen to me. I just want some money. I don't want to be derailed in, in life. And so I'm very grateful because my experience wasn't bad. You know, um, God was there. Um, I met a lot of really cool women who were putting themselves through law schools, women who were moms, soccer moms, whose husbands would just drop them off at the strip club like it was during nine to five. Like it really was a good experience. Um, and I, yeah, oh. I don't know. I think I just got lucky in that I don't have any like nightmare stories about dancing, but I know it's because God protected me. And now it's something that I, I share in my comedy as like, a little testimony. I performed mm -hmm. at um, EDC on Sunday, the Electric Daisy Carnival. It's a huge, okay. um, a huge EDM festival out in Vegas. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, 
but I, did, I didn't plan to share the, the stripper story there because I'm like, it's a church thing. It's more of a testimony. I, I don't want to, you know, this is a rave scene. I'm not going to bring it up. And then, you know, I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me to, you know, share it. And I did. And so now that experience in my life that I feel like for a long time I was ashamed of is something that really blesses me and I can use to share about God in a way that's not judgmental or puts people off. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a blessing to me and I'm happy that I have that story to share. Yeah. Yeah. That, that story, that story definitely, it definitely gets people there without getting them there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like without, because <clears throat> normally when people like, Look, you need to turn your life to God, okay? Yeah. Look, open open the Bible, okay? I need you to turn to First Corinthians. <laughs> like, like that's how people start off. But yeah. then, like your story, like it's like, okay, so yeah, I was here at this place and I was doing this thing. Wait, what? You were what? No, mm-hmm. Not you? What? You know what I'm saying? It has the shock value and all that. And then you kind of just twist it around, and then next thing they know, they're like, oh, that's so touching. Yeah. God is good. Maybe the things I do aren't so bad. God can't forgive me and, and does love me even through my mistakes or whatever. You know, there's nothing that's unredeemable. Um, mm-hmm. And I can say that because it's been true for me, you know. And so, yeah, it's just good to have a testimony to, to share. That's all I ever want to do. Even through the Ratchet Christian, it's just me finding a creative way to share my testimony. It's all the same thing. I've been telling the same story over and over and over again, just in different mediums. And it's up to God which one's going to succeed. But either way, I'm going to tell this story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know what I'm saying? In, in, in that regard, that's that's kind of like how the Bible's set up in general. Because mm-hmm. it's, just, it's, just, it's just a bunch of stories that are written down. And depending on who's reading it, it sounds completely different. You're so, so somebody's right. takeaway, somebody's takeaway is different than someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Um, do you mind if I if I ask like what's what's your relationship like with God? Are you an atheist? Are you a believer? Like how does that Oh no, I believe in God. I believe in God okay. for sure. For sure. For sure. I can't even nah, I can't even walk that back. I was a, yeah, I can't walk that back. Like I was a, I was a church kid growing up. Like I, I was the guy, I was in the Bible bowls, the Bible study. Like yeah. I, I was, you know what I'm saying? The, um, like the, uh, yeah, it is Bible bowls. Like where you like compete on biblical knowledge and stuff like what? that. Like, like spelling the name, like, yeah. Like, so I, like, I know the Bible. Like I know it. Like, so if somebody says a verse to me, I'm like, I don't remember where that is, but I know what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, you know, it's one of those things. And I was in it as a kid, really tough, and then end up somewhere in the, like the middle middle school years. Kind of wasn't there as much. High school first year, ninth grade wasn't really there as much. Then in tenth grade, I find myself I was back deeply involved in church again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, and so that that lasted till about I'm gonna say I was 20 I was 20 yeah I was about 20 something and then I kind of just I kind of just stopped going but it wasn't it wasn't just I stopped going because I didn't want to go or like I had a beef with God or anything like that it's it's a longer story that not my necessary necessarily my business to tell so I'm not gonna say Mm -hmm. it but like my church just kind of dissolved yeah I, I, I could put it that way like 
you can dissolve what what I called my church, not the building, but the people. Like mm-hmm. I was going for like the family of it all. Like and and once the family dissolved, I was like, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. I I only attended this space to to reach God with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like I can do this by myself or mm-hmm. I can go somewhere else mm-hmm. that's more fitting. So now I've just been church homeless. Um, but, <laughs> that's a real thing. Yeah, church homeless. But at the same time, um, I will say, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I had a I had a nice long period where like I was just I was just like yeah, I was definitely an alcoholic. I was definitely mm-hmm. I was definitely an alcoholic. Like my college, my college years, cause that, that same year when I turned twenty, like mm-hmm. that's that's also when I really started like drinking heavily. But I know I, I yeah, I know I tried tried some alcohol when I was like 19. I was like, nah, this this is nasty. And then I didn't go back to it. And then when I was 20, I just made myself learn to like it. Mm-hmm. I just made myself learn to like it. But really, but really it came from a place of being like heartbroken. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I was really like heartbroken and sad. And I was using the the alcohol to cope. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like and then just like it just jumped to like and then my friends that they were drinking so it just like it was like this culmination of things so then like everybody was drinking and then everybody was everybody was smoking and then everybody was we tried something else and then we're like nah that's not us we're mm-hmm. not doing that we're just gonna stick to drinking and smoking mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that's, that's where we were at that's where yeah. we were at um and then um and then yeah and then I joined the military and then obviously I had to cut the smoking part out but yeah. the you know, and that that was that. Well, thank you for sharing. I can yeah. relate more than you could ever imagine, especially with the drinking and partying. You know, I'm a party girl at heart. I love to have a good time. Drank a lot in college as well, um, mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, I think I'm a problem drinker. You know, I would always go back and forth. I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic to the point where I have to drink every day, but I'm an alcoholic to the point like where I drink, I black out. You know, I get into fights. Uh, I wake up the next day. I don't know what happened. And um, I actually stopped drinking for about, like, four years. When I mm. moved to LA, I didn't drink for four years. And it was just last year that I started drinking again. And, you know, I think there's still a little bit of that fear, you know, where it's like I don't want it to ever get to an unhealthy place where I feel like it's running my life, where I feel like I'm drinking even when I don't want to because my friends are drinking. I'm being invited mm. out, like, it's 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 a whole cycle of like okay well I want to have fun but also you don't want to like be the party before when you're like oh I'm not drinking tonight and so it's very it's it's tough you know and I feel like do you do you ever feel like you've opened some doors that you can't close or wish that you could go back and have not experienced those things? No 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 no. The stuff I don't want to talk about, I'm never talking about. like that. Some some of that stuff is just like it. It was so it was so dark. I literally was like, "How in the world am I in this place?" Yeah, how did like, I get? Like yeah. I like I should not be here. Yeah. Like <clears throat> like um like one of the experiences was like I'm literally in a room. I'm literally in a room, and it's like we're everybody's partying, kicking in, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then there was like all of a sudden, there just ends up being a whole lot of cocaine, like everywhere. Mm. And I'm just like, what am I doing in here? 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then I just I just took my drink out and I left and mm-hmm. I'm like out in the rest of the stuff. But that being in that room messed me up so bad. Yeah. Like I was just like, you know what? I went to the sink, I poured my drink out, I rinsed my glass out because I was like, I don't know why. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm like over there doing dishes. Like, like I cleaned a couple more glasses, like all the glasses that was there, and then I've set them up. And then I left that person's crib and I've never spoke to any of those people again. I've never even seen them again. Wow. Because really how I got there was random. Like it was random. Like I just went, I was hanging out at a bar and it was like, yo, you want to come da 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 da? And I'm like, yeah, y'all seem cool, cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it, and it was more than just me that was a random. So I felt pretty good. Like uh-huh. I felt pretty good. I was like, okay, they're not targeting me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not being brought to the situation. It's a bunch of a group of us going back to this person's house. So yeah. we collectively, as strangers, should have an understanding of if this dude is crazy, we're leaving. Yeah, right. exactly. There's safety in numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Wow. And then and then it just ends up being like more and more people kept coming to that person's crib. Like more and more people. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just got weird. Like it got really weird because he didn't he didn't have the cocaine. Nobody I went with had the cocaine. It mm-hmm. was just like all the time it's like oh some girl showed up yay oh some other dudes showed up okay cool what's up bro like and then and then all of a sudden there's just like boom 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 and then hey i got the cocaine like yeah. like because like like because he just backpack boom and then like they were talking about prices and stuff and i i guess got super disinterested and now yeah. and now i'm just i'm like trying not to be awkward in the room but i'm like just staring at them like bro how did you get here with this much cocaine right <laughs> like like who are you you know and i'm just like i'm like i I, i've never seen the guy again i've never seen him none of the people and i i'm good on that i'm good on i'm good on him i'm good on him because the speed in which everybody started like just breaking down lines and stuff i said oh y'all are pros y'all are pros this is bad like i'm not no because this this how they go get you this is how they get you. Cause this was somebody asked me. They're like, "You want a bump?" I was like, "A what? A bump? A bump of what?" I said, "I don't want to bump you." Like that's, that's, that's how that's how I said it. I was like, "I don't want to bump you." Like, cause I'm already drinking, so I'm I'm really dumb at this point. So I'm like, "No." And then he's like, "No, a bump." And he's like, has to like this little bit on like his finger. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, no, no. And he's like, "You sure?" Yes. No yes i'm sure i'm not no we're not doing that and so yeah i just i just never hung out there and that's that's part of why i like i kind of stopped hanging out in la for a long time yeah oh there's so much in la there's there's people do coke here like how people smoke weed in in, in other states like it's so normal i've i've been in rooms seeing people do coke i've been offered coke and it's like i just know about myself that i you know, wrestle enough with alcohol, I don't need another problem. You know, once I like something, I like it. I'm not adding nothing else to that list. Um, and I, I've, I've smoked weed before, too. And I remember the one mm-hmm. other that, that I tried was uh, K2. It was like a synthetic, like, spice, like a synthetic weed or oh, something like yo. that. Oh, <laughs> yo! Yo! I mean, that, that was huge in, in, in Frederick County where I was. It was like this small little, you know, podunk town just in the middle yeah. of nowhere. People were smoking K2 like like it was weed because you could just buy it easier and cheaper. And so my friend was like, you want to hit this? And then I hit it and I was like, you know what? I don't like how this feels. Not every high is a weed high. And at that moment, I told myself, drugs aren't for me. 
I don't like feeling out of control. I don't want any type of, you know, opening any mental doors. You you know what gets me? I don't understand how people do shrooms because I feel like there's some things that you can see that you can't unsee. And there's some some doors that you can open that you you can't close back up. And so I'm like, people are like, oh, it helps you, like, process your trauma and go back. I'm like, I don't want to go back there. We got nothing to talk about me, me and, and, and those memories, you know what I mean? And so um, I'm just glad that I learned very on uh, very early on that I'm like not like other drugs are not for me. And also I knew like once I moved to L.A., I stopped drinking, I stopped partying. And I think that's what really helped me to make the right kind of friends and to find myself in the right kind of environments, because. I didn't drink when I came out here. So I wasn't going to the club. I wasn't like out there make, getting involved with the wrong kind of people. Cause it's like mm-hmm. so easy to get lost out here. And I never wanted to move out here with the mindset of, Oh, that's never going to happen to me. Happens to people every single day. And so let me not be prideful. Let me be mindful instead, you know? And so thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Oh no, you're, you're welcome, man. Yeah. Lost in, Getting lost in LA is a real thing. Like, and it, it could happen so fast. It's so fast. Boom, so gone. Fast. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This one girl, man, I ended up meeting her and she was just like, and I didn't even know it at the time until mm-hmm. like we got back to her crib and she's like, yo, I'm finna do some more Coke. You want some? And I was like, I was like, I thought I got her. Like, this was, this is after, this is after that incident. So yeah. this is the second time. And I'm like, Yo, I thought I got away from this. Like, yeah. what's going on? Like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, yeah, you're being tempted. Like, it's, it's it's two a.m. Like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm here to do coke with you. I came here no. to something else with you. Not coke. Right, yeah. right. And I'm like, and I'm here to take a quick nap and then go to work the next day. So no, I'm I uh uh-uh. I ain't got time for this. No. Yeah. I'm telling you, people be having it out here. You know, I had a joke about um cocaine at the, the festival that I just did you know I, I said I I've never overheard so many people in my life trying to like buy coke at this festival this weekend and it was so many people just trying to like buy coke and talking about coke and this and that I'm like damn people really love coke it's, but also we are in a recession how can y'all still afford coke this is crazy right like it's, unless unless we're talking soda like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> like how do you how Gas is high enough. Like, what you mean? What you mean? You and got you money. You gonna put cook on top of that? You got gas, grocery, cook. Okay. Yeah, it's expensive yeah. out here, man. Shoot, man. Crazy. LA is, is wild. I, I love it. I don't like it all the time, but I love it. Yeah, same, 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 same. Like, I I live close enough to LA to glow. But mm-hmm. I can't live there. Like that's what I've determined with myself. Like I cannot live there. Like I, I, that part of me wants to so bad, but I'm just like I would get so distracted by by having too much around me that mm-hmm. I would get nothing done. Like the yeah. only way I could do this is if I was in a position where I could do everything that I really wanted to do, like and be more in control of my environment. Because another in some places, like because you know what I'm saying, like rent is really high. Like <clears throat> it's gonna push you into certain areas to where you're gonna be around other things and other people that you shouldn't even be around necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. And you're close enough to like if you want to drive here, you can, and that's all you really need. 
Um, did you move here from another state? Yeah, from Arkansas. From Arkansas, wow. Yeah. How long have you been here? I've been here since 2015, March of 2015. Oh, so you've been here a long time. You live here for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the funny, funny story about that is that I was like broke as I was like broke, like broke, broke. Like it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even funny. Like in Arkansas, like I, I mean, like I had enough money to like get some groceries, ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Kool Aid. Um, somehow I scrounged up alcohol money. Oh, don't there's know. always gonna be alcohol. Yeah, I don't know oh. how I I had alcohol money and then paid my rent. That's it. And I was just so I was just at a point where I was just so like down bad. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I don't even want to be in Arkansas. Like, I'm like, why am I struggling here when I could at least go struggle where I want to? <laughs> exactly. I could go. Struggle and I wanted to be in California, so like I started applying for jobs in California, just applying, 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 just on Indeed. And any if the um I changed my filter to apply now, you can apply from Indeed. So I had my resume set up on Indeed and what whatnot. And if I could not hit that orange button, because it used to be orange at the time, yeah, I I wasn't applying. Yeah. So I was just going down. Like I didn't even I was at the point I wasn't even looking at the job no more. Yeah. I'm just I was just hitting it, hitting yeah. it. And then eventually I got a call. I got a call back. You know what I'm saying? They're like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like. So do you, are you interested in the job? Yeah. Okay. Let's set up an interview. I did the interview and then I had the follow-up interview and they're mm-hmm. like, look, if you can be at orientation next week on Monday, well, you're good. We're wow. hiring you right now. Cause we like you. We like who you are. We like how you talk. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We like your background. You seem disciplined. If you can get here, mm-hmm. we're good. I said, all right, cool. So I immediately I hit up my mom, I hit up my I hit up my mom, I hit up my dad, and I was and my dad lives out here, and I was like, yo, I was like, can I stay with you? You know what I'm saying? Till I'm able to get enough money to get on my feet. And he's like, wait, you got a job? I was like, yeah. He's like, like what job? Making how much? He's like, oh, so you're telling me I ain't got to send you no more money? And I was like, yes, you ain't got to send me nothing. You ain't got to send me nothing. So I was like, he's like, all right, cool. <clears throat> so um. So yeah, so yeah, that's that's how I got it, and wow. it, it was just a simple job. It was just it was just a um because Sprint brought Radio Shack at the time, and mm-hmm. so they just needed more uh, phone employees, like Sprint yeah. employees. So I was just a Sprint employee, yeah. and I went from making eight twenty five, uh, and doing less than was it less than sixty hours a month because that was the max I could do at the radio station job I had. Mm-hmm. The doing like I was doing like eighty hours of eighty hours every two weeks. Wow. Yeah, it was eighty hours every two weeks. So yeah. I was like, I was paid. Like I had money, and you know what I'm saying. Like I was, I I felt good. Like finally with my life, because I actually had money. Yeah. Like Look, and that, that that was such a weird feeling. Like I was like, yo, I got I can pay my bills. Like this is mm-hmm. nice. Isn't it weird to have a little something left extra? It's like, what do I? What do I, I don't usually have this much money left after I pay all my bills, but it's like, mm-hmm. well, kudos to you, you know, for taking a chance on yourself and stepping out on faith. And it's like, it seems like as soon as you took that step towards faith, God made your steps align. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And it's like, that's the key. I feel like to any type of big move that you want to make in life, especially we're both in the entertainment sector. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, 
requires a lot of faith. It requires a lot of movement forward, even while you don't have everything you need and trusting that what you need will come at the time that you need it. You know what I mean? And not yeah. like wait around for things to be perfect. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to move. And God is going to provide the, the, the extra pieces that I need um, mm-hmm. because I've seen him do it so many other times. And I know you've had that. I'm sure you have that same testimony yeah. because you had enough faith to do this. And so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> is there anything, because I appreciate talking with you, is there anything you want to leave the people with, anything you want to leave your your, fu- your future huge fan base of your uh, of your award-winning web series? Amen. Um, I want to leave all of you, all millions of you, right with first thank you. <laughs> And um, I think um, the takeaway in everything is that um, God is real and he cares about us. He cares about every detail of our life. Um, Although he's big and he's running the universe, there's no detail that's too small uh, for him to care about. Uh, No one is ever too far gone to be redeemed for anything. And if there's one thing that I know for sure is that he will give you beauty for your ashes. The things that once made you laugh will be the things that make you laugh. Excuse me, the things that once made you cry. In God's hands will be the things that bless you and open doors for you and become things that make you smile. Uh, There's another scripture in the Bible that says all things work for good onto them that love the Lord. If you love God, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Because it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. life is going to be hard. Doesn't mean you're not going to go through trials and tribulations, but God has promised us that no matter what we go through, he's going to work it towards our good. And so if there's one thing that I can leave anybody with, even if you don't believe in God, um, he believes in you. He's for you. Whenever you're ready, he's ready. Um, And that you can do anything. You can do anything that you set your mind to. Whenever I meet people, I always ask them, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Even if you are growing up, I'm going to ask you what you want to be when you grow up because, you know, um, while you're working a job, there's nothing wrong with working a job while you're working towards a career that you want, you know, but I always ask people like, you know, if you want to do something, go after it because it's possible. We're not trying to climb up to the moon. And even if you don't want to go to the moon, there's people who are going to the moon. You can go to the moon. It might be hard, but mm-hmm. it's not possible. Anything is possible if you're willing to pray and work hard and not give up. And so my takeaway, um, if I could sum it up, is that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And know that God is for you and he loves you. And nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen, amen, and amen. (laughs) All right. So, y'all, this has been episode 225 of the Home Room with Smooth podcast, Ratchet for Jesus. Okay. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we up out of here. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.